Welcome to another episode of Defender Problems. This is episode 15. No Slatan, no problem. We're here with my good buddy Mike. Mikey, how you been, man? Pretty pretty all right, man. How's everything? Yeah. How's your weekend? It was good. You don't you don't look too good, man. I mean, listen, if it's a, a little sun Listen, if it's a galaxy problem, I'm with you. But we gotta get past it. If it's a USA problem, look, we got through. Maybe <laughs> kind of like with a belly flopped a little bit, but we got through and we got some reinforcements coming, Mikey. So it's it's not all that bad. It's not bad. It's just I don't mind, ideal. I don't mind winning, dude. I don't even mind losing. All I care about is the way we do things. And you know what? It was a bad week to be Mike this week. Yeah. Luckily, I went to the beach, and even that sucked. I got sunburned. There you go. You got a little sun kiss. You actually do look a little bit more tan. That look nice. You've though? never been the type to get burned though. So there you go. You look good, bro. Thank you, buddy. You so good. you, how was your weekend? You didn't tell me what it you, was. What good, you did yesterday. It Saturday? was good, man. It was. Ah, just hanging out, man. Spider Man, nice little family. Um, I saw. Apes. I finally. Saw, I didn't. I've seen Spider Man. Loved it. Did you? Spider Man is good. I want to watch Baby Driver. Really good. Is really saw good? that. Yeah, check that out, dude. It's it, that's one of those movies. Like I can't even tell you too much about it because I might confuse you in oh, trying to tell you about a, it. You just gotta watch it. It's so unique. It's so clever. It's like. That true. It's almost like one of those things like he had a dream about it and he was like, I'm just going to make this movie. Oh, really? And I'm going to do it my way. And he did. I saw Wonder Woman finally. I like Wonder Woman. You didn't like it. You were whatever about it? Lukewarm? Uh, yeah. Nothing. Come on, man. It, n- nothing Nothing to love. Like nothing to go crazy about. Right, right. Nothing to hate. She's I think it's just, pen. I think it's just entertainment. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Mikey just dropped his pen. He's about to get it. He's a bit of a klutz. Mikey, right. Let's, let's get right uh, into it, man. Let's get right into it. Gold Cup. Okay, Gold nightmare. Cup. It's been an interesting one. No, you know what? Yeah, not a nightmare. It's been an interesting one. For but sure before we but before Different. we get into it, not before we get into it, yeah, but he's he's gone now. So that's what I said. Before we get into specifics, mm-hmm. I've been hearing it a lot, and I get it, I get it, but I don't know how true it is. It, this buddy. has been a lot of people are starting to consider the Gold Cup kind of pointless to do it twice right. in a World Cup cycle. Mm-hmm. Tick, typically, it should be once. When every region has, you know, a major tournament. Copa America. Um, Copa America and the African Cup of Nations, all that stuff. And it's once every four years, unless there is, like, something mega special. For example, the Centenario for the Uh Copa America. That's why you saw two in consecutive years. But a lot of people are considering this a boring boring tournament. And I get it. Uh, Costa Rica being the only team that that initially brought their A team. Right. Um, Everybody else kind of, eh. Some teams... uh, People around the world they've never even heard of. Um, French Guiana being one of them. Uh, Nicaragua, to be honest, I, I forget that they even have a national team. I know they That's like really soccer. Mean. I forget. I thought they were all boxers. Uh, Martinique, uh, can't, can't tell you much about them. And Curaçao, not the Curaçao. store, not the store, uh, but uh, island. So, I mean, I understand what everyone's saying. But one, one little fact I want to throw out there, Mikey. USA, heavy favorite. Costa Rica, heavy favorite. Mexico, heavy favorite. Um, with Costa Rica probably being the third one, none of them swept. Right. All of them got through with seven points. Meaning, I recognize that it can be a little annoying as a soccer fan because you don't see a Chicharito, you don't see the Geos, you don't see you know the players that you're super familiar with, and especially on the U.S. side, that's about to change. But initially, but I mean the level is kind of still fair given the circumstances. So, do you consider it one of those things where it's like, oh god, this tournament? I don't. It's not even the fact that 
it's just it's so unconvincing the way we play. Yeah, the I'm, U.S. The U.S. Yeah, me personally, just talking just talking on behalf of the U.S. I haven't seen much of Mexico. I saw. I know they tied against Jamaica, but Jamaica isn't really a pushover anymore. Jamaica is very athletic. So when I look at the USA, uh, there's there's something about the way we play that is unconvincing, and it's okay. It's okay because we win at the end of the, at the end of the day. At this level, all that matters is winning. But if we go out and play the way we play gold cups with maybe second string players, third string players, fringe players, and you go play a, a very solid national team, they're fringe players, they're second stringers, third string players. They can all play very similarly, maybe not as good or have the same tenacity, ability, talent as some of the guys on the first team, starting team, but they can all play. And the thing about the, the U.S. is that we truly, I believe, have we do have depth at every position. We have center backs, we have outside backs, we have midfield players, we have strikers. But for whatever reason, when we put them all together, they can't play. Mm-hmm. I like at this national team. Me, Osga had a decent time over in Holland, getting loaned out from Chelsea. Uh, Brad Guzan has been in the EPL for I don't know five to six years now. Now he's back domestically, and I look around. I'm like, dude, these players aren't bad. And then they go up against Martinique, and then they just have a very unconvincing, uh, very unconvincing style of play. And there's just question marks all around, and it stinks because I don't think I don't think Bruce Arena wanted, to, and we'll get into this later. I don't think he wanted to call in these six players, but I think after the results that he's seen, he's like, you know what, we need to bring in these players to win, because he wants. To, we have to win this. We have to. We have to have the leverage to be like, okay, if we lose the next one, we still have the chance to go to the Confeds. Correct. We we can't miss it again. We can't. So we we have to win this tournament. Yeah. And if that means bringing in better players, and you know what, these guys that were getting opportunities, you got to go. That's, you have to do it. Then that's just it. And you know what? It's uh, but it's nobody else's fault, but ours. Right. You know, I, I'm one of those guys, dude. Like individually, I, I recognize the situation. I'm I'm not one to complain for too long. What is our situation, John? <laughs> I don't I don't complain. A good reference. I don't complain. I don't complain for too long. Uh, oh, and and that's lot. how you have to be. That's how you have to be in sports. If they say, oh, look, sure. the way you go to a Confeds Cup is you Win. play two cups. And then you from there, you either win two automatic ticket, you win one, you go to a playoff. Uh-huh. That's freaking it. Right. That's just it. The rest is above me. You have no control. You go out and you play. Well, you so control. as a federation, dude, I super hate when... As a federation, but not even federation, as this CONCACAF region, I really do hate that there's like this idea of, you know, one of the Gold Cups is always going to be more important than the other one. Now with this new rule... Um, everyone feels like they can risk the first the first gold cup, Around. and then if they oh, okay, don't right, win right. that in that one, and then, then two the years later year. they're like, okay, well then we gotta win this one again uh-huh. to play. And then you see, you know, the big names come up. I hate that. Let's not forget, dude. Jurgen essentially got the boot because he he lost that gold cup, and then obviously those two results against Mexico and Costa Rica. Away. Yeah, but he he ended up losing that gold cup. That's he what lost everybody, I, everyone, everyone that was. I think when they were considering everything. They started with, with, the, gold the, with the gold cup being lost, um, man. Yeah, and then he lost. Well, he lost the tick. He lost the playoff to the semifinal, and then and then he lost. Well, the third semifinal, and then and the, he lost. So the, it's like, yeah. uh, and then yeah, and, and, and PKs to Panama. So yeah, I think the U.S. has to be a little bit more eager and willing to win this. I don't think yeah. that respect the sport, respect the sport. Uh, yeah, there are moments to showcase, but look, I always say this. The U.S. has done a very good job, and I don't know if it's on—I don't know if it's purposely good, uh, or it's just kind of how things have gone, and it just happens to work out. I think January camp, given the MLS season, is genius. You get guys in at the beginning of every year for a month. You let them play two, one or two international matches. 
I think that's clever. And then throughout the year, you get a friendly here and a friendly there. That's fine. Showcase the players there. I understand. Call in a bunch and then that's it. But to bring in a group that's not necessarily the strongest you have to a gold cup where the goal is to win. That's just the goal. Slightly upsetting for me. Having said that, though, I don't think the squad is weak. Um, I just believe that right now we are in a stage where, you know, you have to you have you have to separate it. There's one side of it, which is where Bruce Arena has to take care of the important group of players mm-hmm. and make sure that they're healthy. Sure, guaranteed. A lot of games, a lot of important games that just passed, a lot of important games coming up. However, I don't think that we're a country that is good enough or bad enough physically with our players to the point where we have to be giving certain players that much of a rest. You know, like I understand Pulisic having to be... They're in Asia right in now. Bur- Dortmund. Exactly, in Asia. But I think that he should have been a part of this tournament. I mean, but then it's one of those things where then if you see Mexico, if Mexico is not going to bring their guys and then the other team's not going to bring their guys, well, then Bruce Arena's not going to do it either. And I see it. I understand it. I just do feel that it takes a little bit away from this Gold Cup. Again, I see the developmental side. I see it. But I think that if for any of us that are watching the game, we're sitting down, we're watching it, and we're kind of like, something about this doesn't seem that important. Something about it doesn't seem that entertainment, that entertaining. I think that's what it is. And again, it's one of those things where it's not anyone's fault. It's just unfortunate. And that's why people are begging for them to just do it once every four years because then you really get, you know, all the, you really squeeze out all the juice. I don't know. I don't know. I like juice. I like juice too. Okay. So standings. Standings for uh, for the matches that just ended, Mikey. The winners of the three groups being A, B, and C. Costa Rica won group A with seven points. Canada, second place with five points. And Honduras, um, they're gonna. They went. On, they went through as the best third place team. So that's that. That's Group A. USA winning Group A with seven points, but Panama also tied with seven points oh, in God. second place. Uh, yeah. So they're the two teams that went through in Group C. Mexico. Everybody knew it, but didn't expect them to not get the nine points. Seven points. They go through first place in Group C. Jamaica goes in. Uh, goes through in second place with five points. And El Salvador, the second team El Salvador, that, man. that qualified as the best third-place team. Um, the match that matters to us and that we'll talk about a little bit more because it's the Gold Cup. You got to talk a little Mexico. You talk a little. You got to talk a little bit USA. USA taking on El Salvador. Mikey, thoughts? There is a little bit of a rivalry here, I feel. The Salvadoran people, especially we're in LA, so we have a lot of Salvadorians here, which is fine. Yeah. Some of the Southern people I know are like the nice people. I love their food. So good. Curtido is pretty good. I love Curtido. I love the... Pastelitos oh, are good. Pastelitos. Pupusas, my friend. Pupusas are good. They're so good. The pan is a pao. Pan is a... They call it gallina, right? I pan think is... the San Fernando Valley has some of the best pupusas. Yeah, I agree with you. Which is right, right down our alley. So, yep. the, I think there is a little bit of a rivalry. What's interesting is that the Salvadorian people are very, very similar to, to us in a way where... Damn, dude. I'm Jesus. I don't know how this sounds, but... Oh. If they don't go for El Salvador, the Salvadorian people are very, very, very quick to be like, okay, well, USA, of course. Absolutely. Where I've noticed that. Where Mexicans mm-hmm. tend to be like, nope. 
even yeah. if we're born here and we're Mexican American, we're gonna go for Mexico, which is I, I understand. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but for sure, an interesting match. El Salvador is not bad at all. They've definitely, I mean, there's definitely some question marks about their domestic league. Um, they have definitely, they definitely have like a money thing, a money issue, and we actually know some players and we've seen it firsthand. But aside from that, they're not a bad team and they're definitely not a pushover. So I think going into this match, if, if USA gives them those first 30 minutes without maybe pushing for a goal, gives them that that little bit of of a sense of ego that they can play with the Americans, then we're in for a rough match and it's going to be tough. But as long as I can't see us losing this match unless something devastating happens. And I could definitely see, you know what's crazy is I could definitely see Gonzalez getting the goal in the net mm-hmm. in this match. Man, it'd be cool to see. You don't think so? I don't think it'll happen because you got to remember they also called in Timmy. Right, but I think Timmy's there for the semi, for the, the f- or or maybe could, he, hey, it could happen, man. Because I think we gotta we gotta just cap tie this kid, dude. Yeah, but he already um, even mm-hmm. if we don't cap tie, sure? he like announces his he did he did the one way the one time the, the one, one time way. switch. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's a two way. I don't think so. I mean, but I don't know. That sounds like fun. I don't know. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about the reinforcements, Mikey. You got the reinforcements. All right, so I think I, if I can remember this off the top of my, uh, off the top of my head, I know Kellen Rowe got sent home, yeah. Christian Roldan got sent home, Sean Johnson got sent home, uh, Brett Guzan got sent home, and Dom, Bedoya and, and Dom, Dom Dwyer all mm-hmm. got sent home, and then we called in Michael Bradley, we called in Timmy, Josie, Clint, and Darlington, and Darlington, and yeah. Jesse and Gonzalez. Jesse Gonzalez, that's a six, yeah. So we brought in those guys, and um, for the most part, the only guy that I can't see on that six players is Jesse Gonzalez. Everybody else is kind of a first team guy. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll, I mean, I definitely can't, I definitely don't think he called them in to sit on the bench. So, for sure, they're stepping it up. And after those results in the group stages, we definitely need to see something different. Yeah. Because, look, think about this. Before before the guys that got called in, before any of this, during the group stage, John, did any one of our players, aside from maybe Dom Dwyer, catch your attention? Like, yeah, this, wow. There were only moments when I thought that Kellen Rowe should have gotten a look at a little bit sooner. Because now we're catching up, not in an old age, but now I feel like we missed a lot of important, like the years we're, we're going to have with right. Pulisic and Kellen. I feel like we missed those but years like, with, with, isn't with Kellen Isn't Pulisic Rowe. already like leaps it's, and he's different. He's different. Kellen yeah. Rowe. But I mean, like if I have to be optimistic and positive, then yeah, I think that we have okay. a, a striker that should continue to get called in, which is Dom. And I think that we should take a little bit more of a look-see with Kellen Rowe. But besides Aside that, that I, I don't see that too much. I was hoping Roldan... And Acosta would get like some some moments where you're just like, thank you. Like these guys yeah. are possessing, these guys are moving, these guys are combining, yeah. and they haven't. So it's 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 time to get. I guess it. Well, it's not time. It's happening. They're calling in the big boys, and we're, we're going in it to win it. Yeah. Um. It's something that uh, just reading a few of these players' Instagrams because obviously you know a little bit of an emotional thing for them. They're ha- they're obviously happy that they brought they got brought in. Uh, some you know, of them got Kellen their first Rowe, caps. Dwyer, got the first cap. They got their got first goals. goals. Right. Um. And it sucks because when you're a U.S. player, and obviously you're confident and you got love for the team, but more so because it is a U.S. and they are very dominant in this region, they know that there's a humongous chance that the U.S. is actually going to go on and possibly win, win it. it. Uh, and it sucks to have to leave. The boot. <laughs> but one thing that they did make clear is that they always knew that this was the plan. This isn't one of those things where... Um, Bruce called him and after Bruce the was match. Like, exactly. Like, hey. or Bruce was like, oh my God, I think we're going to have to go ahead and do it. Bruce always knew he was going to do it. Which is one of the reasons why I like Bruce. And not Jurgen. Not, not necessarily that you don't like him, but you can see the differences. Yeah, and so the fact that there was already like a bit of a plan, I like it. I don't know. 
you have to have trust. These guys are mature players. They're experienced. Yeah, they're men. Man. They're gonna they're come in and they're gonna already kind of know what to do. There's a philosophy they all fall under, and I'm pretty. And I I know they've been watching the game, and they were only they were all together less just than a month ago, exactly with the qualifier. So I like that it was premeditated, uh, because I like to believe that Bruce Arena has a plan. Um, that I like to think that when the coaching staff gets together, they like. They like to know where they're convinced that whatever they got cooking is what's going to take them all the way to the final. It's going to taste good. Exactly. There you go. Way to way to make something out of that. So I'm happy with that. I don't mind the I don't mind the switcheroos. But Mike, you want to elaborate a little bit more about why maybe some people think that it's not uh, yeah, something so that's helping the youth. I'm part of a I ridiculous guess. but very interesting group text with a couple of my buddies, and they just said that they would like. For not for once, but they would. Why? Why is now all of a sudden the national team calling in these guys when they have these players that essentially are fringe players and we're coming up to the World Cup year, and this is a chance to see these players and we can see what we got. Why wouldn't you, you know, ride it out with these guys, especially players like Dom Dwyer that we want to see, John Mechikonro, who's had a decent tournament. Why wouldn't you want to see these guys? And I, 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 we, I think we understand that, but at the same time, I definitely think by now. The coaching staff already has an idea of at least 18 to 19 players that are on that plane to Russia. Whether, yeah. they're, whether they're in camp or not, doesn't matter. They already have an idea. So there's essentially four spots that are probably, to be honest with you, already in their mind taken, but are also up in the air. Meaning that, you know, this player, he's the guy. But if somebody comes in in his position and is a little better, gives us something different, then maybe we'll consider it. So that's the only thing I, I would argue with the fact that they're calling in these guys. It's already July, so that means in a year's time, we're already in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. We're already in it. So it's a little late, I think, in the process to take a risk on a lot of guys. This is a Gold Cup. We do need to win it because the next one is essentially the big one where everybody bring in, brings in their guys. And why not have that security if we can now, especially after unconvincing results, to lock up at the very minimum a playoff spot? Yeah, absolutely. But on the other side of the coin, John, Mexico called in nobody, kept right. all their players. Yeah. But also they went to a Confeds Cup and qualified. Yeah, and, and they've and had, and they've had some qualifying. They've also, had, but their coach probably going to get fired. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, he probably will. I, in, my, in my opinion, he will. And it has nothing he to do with... He kind of deserves it. Dude, imagine like us as coaches not like being there for six of them. That part. Like, That's the part. College games or high school games. Yeah. Our athletic director would be like, yeah, dude, you yeah, got to go. Six games, are you kidding me? Yeah, I think that... Um, Nice little segue there. Uh, I think that if 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 Osorio does get sacked, and it, it won't be, and maybe for once necessarily because of results, it'll be more on his um, actions. Yeah, his actions. But let's not forget, Piojo Herrera got fired the day after winning the last Gold Cup. That's yeah. So, so even Mexico, though Mexico, look, Mexico still hasn't yeah, found the guy. Mexico is very controversial, but even within that, they hate controversy. It's we're lucky. We're lucky. They're such a mismanaged federation. They fight if they fire were, if fire. they were better, I we'd don't probably know just be looking up. They right? would, dude. We'd we'd be like, dude, it's gonna take us decades to catch these guys. But luckily, they they're they're kind of in a very similar boat as we are. Yeah. We're not similar. They're 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 we in the same river, but they're fighting a harder current. Yeah. No way, because they have way 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 more standards to like and people oh. to keep happy than us. It's like but, they it's like they're curbing the exam. Oh. I like that. I used to cheat a lot in high school. Kind of interesting. Please don't tell any of my uh, administrators that. I will not. And I'm applying to grad school. Don't, tell them my, don't put that on my application. We won't. But all the gold stuff, guys, everything's been brought to you guys by our good friends over at Highland Park CrossFit. This whole segment was brought to you by them. You can follow them on Instagram at HP underscore CrossFit. They're located at 5917 North Figueroa Street in Highland Park. You can hit them up at 323-443-5917. They have a website, highlandparkcf.com. 
Let them know you listen to the podcast. Let them know you're a fan of Defender Palms and you get half off for a month. After that, though, you're on your own. That being said, I've been going to. I feel great. It's like my eighth week, I think. I, I know, man. I hey, dude, the like results are real. I think we're. I think it's time for an IG picture, a little before and after. I don't know if I have one, but yeah, we'll do one. Only of the biceps. Only of the biceps. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, bicep curls, you for the girls. <laughs> you have to. Sorry, dude. babe. Sun's out, guns out. That's a joke, uh, baby. I love you. Sun's out, guns out. Don't yeah, get, don't get mad because we're gonna listen to this in the car at the same time. Don't get mad at me. I love you. So. Let's get into uh, a little bit of a domestic match. Yeah. I hate I hate summer matchups, but I'll, yeah. let, you t- I'll let you start this off. Well, thanks th- thanks for pulling the trigger because we're not even there yet, Mike. Cool, cool. I'll shut up. Yeah, uh, we have a question from someone who is very important to us, Oscar Sanchez. But before that, a uh, little teaser: uh, the matchups for the quarterfinals of the Gold Cup. I was way. It will begin premature. Wednesday, July 9th. Costa Rica taking on Panama. I think that's going to be a great game. Boo. Great game. And then we have Boo. the U.S. men's national team against El Salvador. I'm going to go ahead and say that the U.S. men's national team will win. And I think it will be convincing. And that's that. Let's not get crazy about it. It's all good. El Salvador has a lot of work. Always remember this, guys. If you're a Salvador fan, if you're a Panama fan, don't ever allow yourself to win because it's a fluke. Like, oh, yeah, I don't even know. We beat them. Like we just a, beat them. A weird own goal situation. I understand like that it us? feels good. But recognize that you're going to win a major tournament or region-wise the major tournament when you're truly prepared. Again, right root on. for your team. I know we're going to be getting all these, you know, all of because all of a sudden when El Salvador plays, you know, the U.S., you see so many blue shirts come out of nowhere. And it's like, work. just recognize this. I know that there is a lot of love for the country where you, that your parents were born in. Right, right. But respect the U.S. and everything they've been trying to do. And if you were... Man, it's, it's hard to not be offensive. Just um, say it, dude. Don't worry about the, the repercussions. Be a true soccer fan. Jesus. Okay. Don't let yourself... Don't weird. let yourself be driven by... The idea of, of the of where your parents are from and the guilt of not ever living there yet you love them so much. You know you want to go for the U.S. You know you should go for the U.S. They're working hard. They're doing a lot. Uh, maybe not as good as they should be, but definitely they're working hard and they actually have a good thing going, a productive league that has grown more and more every day. So all I'm saying with that is sometimes Central American fans, I see them go nuts and they want to win this like if it's the, the World Cup and that's fine. But sometimes I want to say, ah, how many times do Central American countries have to lose this cup or not even make it far in this cup until they realize <laughs> that they really need to work on their league? Ah, That's all I'm going to say, and we'll I'm probably going to get jumped for that. July 20th on Thursday, Jamaica, Jamaica taking on Canada. Let's see how Canada does. And then Mexico taking on Honduras. That could have been a good game, but Honduras sucks right now. Okay, we're going to go ahead and answer our buddy Oscar Sanchez question. So he, Oscar wants to know, and it's something that I wonder every day. I'm not going to lie. Right here, but I have nightmares. Go ahead, Mikey. He wants to know what we think of Mexico getting a larger attendance in the games over the U.S. during this Gold Cup. Yeah. Um, I've had this. Good question. I, great question. I've had this issue. Uh, well, basically, it's been something that's been bothering me since I can remember. Uh, I, yeah. hate, I hate it. I hate it, too. But I also recognize that it's jealousy because I wish, I wish the U.S. Yeah, it's envy because I want it. I, I recognize that it's something 
that the U.S. needs, and I wish they had. Um, but man, you know what, dude? I think that at the end of the day, let's remember, it's not about soccer. Gold Cup, but Gold Cup. Right. Let's think. I mean, think about it. Okay. They always play it in the U.S. Why? Because they'll get just as many Salvadoran fans as if they were in El Salvador. They'll get as many Panamanian fans, blah, blah, blah. They'll get as many Mexican fans, and then they get the U.S. fans. So it's just perfect here. Yeah, it's not it's a coincidence. A land, it's a land of immigrants. Not a coincidence okay. that the, the semifinal on the Mexico side is going to be at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So to redirect this brilliant question, I am sick and tired of my frustrations, and you're not going to just turn Mexico fans. Well, I should be more, I should be more specific. Mexican-American fans mm-hmm. over to the U.S. It's cultural. They love it. And you know what, Mikey? They don't know why. They just remember looking at grandpa or their uncle or their Papa. dad yelling and saying, Cuauhtémoc and El Matador and Carlos Hermosillo and blah, blah, blah. You add whatever name you want. El Sague, Jorge Campos, all these legends from the past. And then they just kind of grew up with it. They grew up with it. And that's just it. So you know what, Mikey? Personally, before I let you answer this, I don't care about the Mexico fans. If they're going to go support and and take a B squad and there still be 70,000 plus at Reliant Stadium or Energy Stadium in Texas and somehow fill it all up, it'd be 0-0 or a tie or them even probably lose and they're still going nuts. You know what? Good for them. I don't care anymore. I lost it. It doesn't matter. My problem is what's stopping 70,000 U.S. fans from going? Mm-hmm. That's my issue. Mexico can do what they want. Well, no one's going to change them. A Mexican, a kid of Mexican with a Mexican background like us will go to school here, travel with a U.S. passport, get a free education, and still throw on the Mexico jersey. And you know what? We can't change them. Who cares? At some point, they just have to not matter. Okay. We're not tackling them. Who cares? What about the USA fans that don't support at all? That, to me, is the absolute issue. To me, the problem right now is the USA fans that aren't nowhere. But if Manchester United wants to come play Galaxy, oh, look who has a $100 Pogba jersey. Oh, look who has a Lukaku jersey one week after he was announced. (laughs) It's ridiculous, Mikey. And that is what ticks me off. Mexico fans, you want to support. American Mexico fans, you want to support whatever. That's on you. Good for you, I suppose. You guys still aren't going anywhere. But... The USA fans that do not go and support, or the USA fans that they're American, they like soccer, but they only care about El Clásico, or the, or you know the the rivalries in London and blah blah blah, whatever man. That's that's my problem. Uh huh. Just to, just to keep Sanchez's question somewhat intact, the, the I think the reason why is because there's just there's just more more there's more love for the game. In other parts of the countries, in other countries that are in the Gold Cup, apart from ours, just because we as a society, as a whatever you want to call it, a community, as people, don't really like soccer as much as other countries. And in El Salvador, you're not going to find any kid playing American football, dude. You know how much football pads cost? You know how much it costs to get like field goal posts up, get a helmet, like a DNA helmet or a revolution helmet? Like, it's a ton of money. Yeah. The fact is... Soccer is a sport of the poor. That's why the world is so good at it. Because the world at times, more than any, more I think more now than ever, is mostly poor. Very few countries have the money to you know play American football or play basketball or play baseball, have have stadiums and stuff like that. But if you can get a ball, you can get eleven guys you can play, and that's why 
teams like El Salvador, teams even like Martinique have like soccer teams, and yeah, maybe they're not the greatest, but they can they can give you a game on the on a good night. Yeah. Hopefully, you have a bad night, but they can give you a game. But I guarantee you, if we try to put out, if we put out the USA basketball team against any one of these countries, they'd get crushed. So, part of it has to do with with the our country's identity, but more than anything, it has to do with how other countries view themselves. They know that their best sport is probably soccer. And soccer is one of those sports where you don't have to be physically gifted. Whereas here, we're so... Our attention goes to athletes that can dunk and they can run fast and everybody. And soccer, you can have all that, but that doesn't mean you're going to win. Soccer is completely different. And that's why Mexico, I think Mexico, they're super prideful because for the most part, we can beat them in anything. Yeah. Anything. They're almost our little brother. But the one thing we can't beat them in is, is soccer. And they hold on to that and they'll hold on to it forever. And that's that's the beauty of it. But I think that's why they have more fans. We're just not there yet. And I told I told my girlfriend this was like if we ever have kids, those hopefully will be the ge- that'll be maybe the generation that finally sways the Rose Bowl match 50-50. What are you gonna do when? Uh, Unless he's a Mexico fan or she's a Mexico fan, then you, I guess that's your responsibility though. Yeah, essentially it's on the parents. But also at one point the kid is gonna make his own decision. Like like me, I had Mexico my whole life, yeah, and then one day I was just like USA. Literally, this is one of those things that make people probably hate me. My kid will not have a choice. <laughs> and you know what? Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Let's keep it moving, buddy. Mikey, out of time. Mikey, I hate. And they're going to be for reasons that are going to make me sound like a real loser. Okay. I hate summer friendlies with Major League Soccer. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. I used to not hate them when I was a little younger, I guess. But now I see them as like more than a fan, as somebody, of just a, somebody that knows soccer and just is bad. It's bad for everybody, actually, except for Manchester United. Yeah. And now, Mikey, it, 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 given our situation, uh, how close now we've been to 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 the professional environment, um, man, you know the hero side really goes away really quick. So to me personally, I do not care about going to see a thirty percent Pogba for forty minutes. Uh-huh. I'd love to see him play, and I think he's absolutely brilliant. But now. I'm at a place where you cannot sell me on the idea of going to see him kind of play. All right. I know that he's just kind of there to make you run around a little bit. And, you know, their quality is just so good that they're going to they're going to provide you with something. But I know it's not a real game. It's not even a it's not even a preparation match for the Galaxy. It's only a preparation match. For one of the sides. The menu. Galaxy says what's there. messed up is that they won like 5-2. Yeah. Galaxy says they're going. That's the thing. Galaxy says they're going. Hey, look, man. I'm just trying to not get hurt. We got a game on Wednesday against Vancouver, and we suck in our league right now. So what's more important? That's what I absolutely hate. So, Mikey, right now, let's spend a few minutes on our thoughts on summer friendlies, and then we can get specific with Manchester United versus Galaxy. If you guys weren't aware, Manchester United faced off against the Galaxy at the StubHub, and it was... Man, I'm going to go ahead and call it the Red Sea. (laughs) There There were 11 Galaxy jerseys, and they were all on the field. Actually playing. Uh, I, I think I even saw a few guys on the bench wearing some uh, Lukaku jerseys. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I hate it, man. And, and I'm someone that when I was a little bit younger, I would go see where I'm Madrid when they would come. I would go see Chelsea. I would see all these teams. But I would always be like, that kind of sucked. Right. Like, it's, it's more like it's, it, it ends up being the same thing as if I was driving down Rodeo in Beverly Hills. And I was like, oh, my God, look. It's, you know, Real Madrid. It's Manchester United. It's look that there goes Bale, there goes, you know, Lukaku, there goes Pogba, there goes Jose Mourinho, and that's it. Right. 
you don't get to see their quality. You don't get to see what you see on TV because that's just not what it is. It's not a competitive match and it's only a preparation match on one side. So it really is a match that shouldn't be happening. Now, however, when two, when you get a summer friendly between two teams that are both preparing, for example, the Coliseum is about to have Manchester City versus Real Madrid, that makes a little bit more sense to me. At least because it's one of those things where you don't have, in our case, you don't have the idea of Galaxy looking like a fool. And then you can just kind of go and enjoy because that's it. It doesn't hit too close to home. And it ends up, it's basically like a trip to the zoo. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, look, look, there he is. Oh my God, that's crazy. He Mm -hmm. looks so different in person. Or he looks just like he would look on TV. It's just a spectacle, but not in, not soccer, not in soccer terms. I personally hate it. And from the, and, and as a U.S. soccer fan, look, I'm saying it right now in case there's any kind of confusion with the audience. They're better than us. Uh huh. Fact. So if Galaxy were to beat Manchester United 1-0 or 10-0, would you really ha- would something really change in your brain going, whoa, maybe no. we're there? Uh-huh. No, it just wouldn't. <sighs> but when Galaxy goes out and they lose to Manchester United 5-2 with three goals being scored in the first half, and then I remember when they played at the, at the Rose Bowl, I think they lost like 6-2. Um, they once lost to Real Madrid like 4-1 and blah, blah, blah. And it's just such a freaking nightmare. It's like, you know what, Galaxy? Stop trying to make a payday. Or Major League Soccer, stop trying to get a payday. Stop trying to show your cards. Because you know what, dude? You're actually exposing us in a very nasty way. And no one's learning. No one's learning. That's the truth. I mean, if, for example, Rafa Garcia, if he went out and played for West Brom... And then he got to go against EPL games. He's learning day in, day out. But these moments, Mikey, Just it's not enough to learn, bro. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the only thing I'll say, because I think you know everything, I would have said everything the exact same thing, is that we got to stop trying to be this this kind of like, yeah, come. We'll have a couple matches. Everybody will make money. It'll be fun. And it's like, dude, we, like our, le- our league is going on. We're in the middle of our league. Yeah, We're not... This isn't... We don't want to be what China is. We don't want to be what these... What Thank Malaysia... You. We don't want to have you come over on your tours and have Super Copas and all kinds of made-up tournaments. Everybody freak out like if the Beatles are in town. Yeah. Dude, Tigres played Chivas yesterday and like a Campeones turn. It's just like, dude, why Like, why do and you have to do all this? packed. Why do you have to do this? And it's... It, it ends up coming back to the quality of MLS not being where it needs to be to to generate the kind of fandom where it's like, yeah, like, dude, we, we can do this. It's partly on the national team for not being successful, and we get that. But like you said, it kind of hurts us because it makes us look like a spectacle. Like, you come here for one thing, and that's for money because that's what we got. Yep. And it's just unfortunate because you have players out there that go, and then they at the end of the game, they come out and say the same thing. Like, dude, it's just an honor to share the same field. It's like, what, dude? Like, you have the same profession. Yeah. You should go out there and just be like, dude, I don't care who you are. I'm going to not kill you, but we're going at it. Yeah. Especially if, if they're better players. Because the only way to be the better players, you got to be a little bit better in other aspects. If you don't have a skill, we'll work harder. If he works harder, then you'll be more skilled. So it's just so many bad things. And the, the only thing good that comes out of it is money for all the clubs involved, which is, in my opinion, the least the thing that matters the least because money isn't going to buy you wins. Money isn't going to buy you anything. You're just going to keep everybody upstairs happy. A few minutes ago, I said something. I said that you were gonna cry. certain things were going to make me sound like a loser. This is going to be it right here. We're, trying, we're, doing two di- we're doing two things as a nation. I think, that, I think that we're trying to 
nail this whole youth development thing, which we're having a very hard time with. It's tough. It's not easy. And we're also trying to immediately compete, kind of compete and put butts in seats in seats. So, Mikey, I recognize that where it's like the Galaxy for an office, Manchester United will now play Real Salt Lake tomorrow or tonight, something like that. I recognize it. They're like, look, this is a good opportunity. We bring a lot of people in. Um, then they can become Galaxy fans and they'll stick around. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. They go wearing a Man U shirt, <laughs> win 5 2, and they go, dude, Galaxy blows. They leave, they don't come back. You know when they come back? When Manchester United When they back. come back. Right. When, when, when the European teams come back. And to me, Mikey, that is opening up a bad door. It's like saying, hey, look, come in and just do whatever you want. You know, come in whenever you want. We we are here to cater to you. Well, we know you don't like us, but look, Jeez. we got a treat for you. <laughs> we got a treat for it's you. It's the stupidest thing ever. Whatever, I don't want to get too into it. We'll go on our last topic of the day. Today's episode oh, no. is no Slatan, no, no problem. problem. There has been speculation that maybe Slatan Ibrahimovic, the fake Swedish player, was actually from Bosnia or something like that, um, that he might be joining the LA Galaxy. There's been talks of maybe him coming in for just a little bit under or might maybe a little bit over $7 million, you know, give or take a few. <laughs> a few million. A few million, yeah. Uh, it's looking like the plan, the deal might have officially fallen through. Reports are saying that he's probably, he's very likely to sign Resign with Manchester United. His kids, joining, His the kids joining the Manchester United Academy. Obviously, that means that they will be living in Manchester, England. Uh, just kind of a lot of things that make it look like Zlatan's not coming in this direction. Now, to a lot of people, it seems like a loss. But here at Defender Problems, where we actually care, it's not a problem. This is not a problem. <laughs> if anything, we just saved ourselves from. A big a, from a, an even bigger issue yeah kind of a short-term dp a lot of money issue exactly so that's why today's episode is no slatan but no problem yeah it shouldn't be a problem just because if you're if you're the galaxy if you buy slatan essentially you what you're buying is a striker and if you know anything about soccer a striker isn't going to win you any games so the way striker is going to win you any games is if the get the ball to him and he's able to work his magic and do his thing and we're able to create space for him exploit space get the ball to him but the guy actually can't stop anybody from scoring right now. They got crushed by RSL at home. So if they can't defend well, yeah, you should probably start by, you know, recognizing the problem in the back and then we'll build forward from there. So I think having Slatan go back to Manchester, which, which, I mean, we don't even know if that's for sure yet. It's probably the best thing that could happen to the Galaxy because it allows them to find at least the front office to look elsewhere if they want to fill any gaps or have anybody else come in. The one thing I will say that I think I've recognized you more and more is that the Galaxy doesn't really have a really good sco- uh, scouting program. I think they literally send out Klein and Karofsky and they just go talk and they have players in mind and that's kind of it. And if you know anything about top clubs, they have a scouting team and they go scout players everywhere and they go look and they dig and they try to find the gem. So when I found this out, I actually found this out earlier today, it kind of drove me nuts because it lets you know where we're at in terms of a club and where we sit in the world of soccer. So as you know, we signed Pele Van Anhalt, if I'm if I'm yeah. saying that the right back, Dutch player, yeah, the outside back. So we bought him from Willem. i I hope I say that name right. Pretty Willem sure too. Pretty sure that's it. So Willem too, just went out and bought Daniel Crowley. Now a lot of you don't know who Daniel Crowley is yet. Yet, but Daniel Crowley is a youth Arsenal player. He's 19 years old. He's a center midfielder. 
He plays for the U19 England team. He played for the Republic of Ireland, U17, even the Scottish U17. And he's been with Arsenal since 2014. <laughs> so they just bought that player with money that they did, that they got from selling their right back to the Los Angeles Galaxy. So that shows you where they are in terms of a club. They are a selling club. They sold a bigger club, which technically we aren't, but they sold Galaxy a right back. And with that money, they bought a youth international player from England. Now, that's great business. I would just love to see the Galaxy do something like that. Why can't we go get the, the young center midfielder from this country or the young center midfielder? Why can't we be that? Why do we have to? I don't know. It's so hard. Yeah. It's hard not to get upset. I love you, though. Something I always think about, and I know, and I know that Arsenal has always been Arsenal. Um, but you have to remember, they got Fabregas when he was like 15. Right. So I'm not saying that this is the kind of game where we go and we deceive potential prospects. But it's like, hey, look, man, I see this really good kid coming out of Mexico. Yeah, like, go snag him. Get him over here. Yeah. We see this really good kid coming out of Russia, coming out of the Ukraine, coming out of England. Hey, man, he's really good. We saw him go up against the U15s or the U.S. national team, and, and he was killing it. He looks great. Man, bring him over. Because you know what? There is a big chance that he might not become a star in his own nation. You know, mm -hmm. it happens. I mean, Fabregas was one of those dudes where it was guaranteed no matter what. He's just an absolute cracking player. But it's what my point is, when you get them when they're still that young, their parents are like, wow, this is this is an incredible opportunity. Yes, of course you can go. Yeah. Them to Los Angeles. But when they learn. start turning 18, 19, and late. then they start getting the Madrids, the Barcelonas, mm -hmm. and then if you start throwing in a galaxy, they're going to be like, I ain't going over there. It's too late. You know what I mean? So yeah. we just have to do that as a unit. But nobody cares. Well, but that's why we don't care that Zlatan isn't coming. Something I was going to bring up, Mikey, just a little fact. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, just so that people don't get too crazy about it. Look, 35 years old. There's nothing bad we can say about Zlatan in terms of what he's done on the field. Okay? He's proven. He can score goals. Going back a little bit. He can score goals. But Fine. he is not a leader to me. Okay? He has been the, the Swedish footballer of the year ever since I can remember. Why? Because there's no one else. <laughs> Think about every center midfielder he's had throughout his entire career. Inter, and then Milan, Juventus first, Barcelona, Barcelona. PSG, United. United. I mean, come on. He is not the one carrying the team. He goes into proven teams. At some point, Mikey, he won 11 straight years the domestic title of wherever he was playing. It's not him. So my point with that is, if we're trying to bring someone over... Because of what he can do soccer-wise. Again, we already get the, 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 the money side. I understand it. T-shirts will be sold. People are going to go. I get it. But in terms of soccer, he's not the type. He's not the type where, to changer. be honest, if it were to happen, uh, uh, Guignac, someone that can actually play with the rest of the team, someone that, with the build someone that was able to come in and show that he can play for a guy like El Tuca, Perhaps maybe he would even fit into a Kurt Onofel or whatever happens post-Kurt Onofel. Where Slatan, how, what's going to happen when Slatan gets frustrated with Bradley, with Bradley Yellow, or with Jaime Villarreal, or nothing? Or, or, or Kurt Onofel, what, he's supposed to go work nervous because of one stupid player? It's like, look, dude, Slatan is Slatan. You want to be over there with your big fat ego? That's fine. But us as people that care about the U.S., about the soccer here, people that consider themselves true Galaxy and Major League Soccer fans, understand this, he does not matter. And that's just it. All right, buddy, I think that wraps it up for today, dude. Another good episode. Good episode, man. It's a little short one, but we got to keep it brief, dude. No slata, no problem, my friend. All right, well, guys, we'll, I hope you guys tune in this Wednesday for all the remaining games for the Gold Cup. 
The semifinals this Saturday, and then the final, which we hope will probably be USA-Mexico type of match, will be next Wednesday. So we'll catch you guys up before that game. All right, everybody have a good, uh, good rest of the week. Don't get a case of the Mondays. Hopefully you're not caught on the 405 or the 5 driving home. But if you are, check in with us, guys. We love you. Take it easy. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.